Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to Shaw Media's Illinois High School Football Podcast. I'm Northwest Herald, Herald Sports Editor Kyle Neighbors. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle Neighbors. And I'm joined by, uh, by Juliet Herald News Sports Editor Steve Susi. You can find him on Twitter at The Seuss. And back this week is Northwest Herald Sports Writer Joe Stevenson. Find him on Twitter at NWH underscore Joe Prepzone. Seuss, I know you're happy to have Joe back. Joe, he last week just would not even talk to me. Well, thanks, guys. It's, it's great to be back. <laughs> we got a lot to get to this week. It was crazy week three. Um, it always is. But, Seuss, what surprised you most last Friday night? Or Saturday well, as well. There was a laundry list of, of games that kind of surprised me. But the one that got me the most, and, and I kind of got the sense that it might happen when I was up there watching it, in what they call the Public League Super Bowl, Simeon beat Phillips. And uh, it, it just it seemed like a lot of the, the things that maybe have plagued Simeon teams in the past in this game uh, were not present on Saturday night. They played a very clean football game. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. They did exactly what they needed to do. And they kind of stayed within themselves and, and really kind of handled Phillips in almost every facet of the game. And it never really seemed like there was any point in that game where it felt like Phillips was on the verge of, of getting control back. So a very impressive effort, in my opinion, by a, a Simeon program that's always good, but it looks like this one might be even a notch better than usual. Is that uh, maybe you say Simeon's a notch better? Is Phillips also maybe a notch worse than we expected? You know, I think there's I think there's a lot of issues right now with the Phillips team, and some of them are small, and I think that, you know, over the course of the season, they'll probably get a lot of them corrected. But this is a team with some offensive issues right now. I mean, they... They their quarterback play has not maybe been what they're used to there. It looks like he's got the skills to maybe be uh, be pretty good by the end of the year. But right now it is just not meshing very well because the one touchdown that they got uh, got on Saturday night was, to be honest, an incredible play by an incredible athlete in Jaleel Billingsley, where he just went up and, and basically stole the ball from two defenders and then ran down the field for about 75 yards. It was an impressive athletic feet but other than that offensively Phillips kind of looks sluggish and and not really capable of of breaking uh breaking big plays against a team that has the same athletic abilities as them on the other side so they've got some work to do I'm not going to discount them as still being a legitimate threat to win 6a but they, they definitely have some things that they got to clean up Joe you watched Huntley and Prairie Ridge in a great FEC battle on Friday night how did both of those teams look well, Huntley looked really good again and, and had to actually come back after not getting a third down for most of the second half. And in the last eight min, nine minutes or so, drove down the field, drove 85 yards in 19 plays and, and put one in it with 41 seconds to beat Prairie Ridge. 
I think Huntley is a really good team with a good defense. I was really impressed with Prairie Ridge, and I think this was a, a real game to see kind of what Prairie Ridge was made of. I think even Prairie Ridge didn't quite know what it had this year because there's so many new players on this team, but they, they have that great tradition, and they run the options so well, and, and they made some great defensive adjustments at halftime. And I think we learned that Prairie Ridge is, is still a threat to you know, maybe do something in 6A from this game. Uh, you know, it's it's odd. I was going through my 8A rankings last or today, and Huntley is, is such a good team, uh, 3-0. and But, Seuss, 8A is so deep. Did you move Huntley into your rankings this week? I still had him just outside the top 10. I still have him just outside the top 10, too. Like you said, it's, it's a deep class. Um, you can make a case for them, certainly, um, without doubt. But right now, it's just it, it's tough to find room for a new team in that group. You know, talking about 8A teams, too, um, Barrington is always in the conversation. We talk about them a lot, but they always kind of be in, on the outside of elite, the Broncos. You know, like one of those teams near the bottom of the top 10, I don't really feel like it's going to compete for a state title. But they were down 13 points in the second half against Maine South on Friday night and came back to win that game. Seuss, I think we're going to have to rethink Barrington as a legitimate contender in 8A. Well, I think they, they are, but it's it's one thing to note that, I mean, a lot of people aren't talking about is, is Maine South uh, kind of goes around their quarterback, and, and Bobby and Sarah didn't play in that game. So uh, Maine South was not at full strength. So looking at what they accomplished there, very still a very impressive victory. But, uh, you know, just a little bit of a downgrade for the win just due to the fact that Maine South wasn't at full strength. But Barrington always seems to do this they kind of fly under the radar to start the season they pick off a team or two that you don't think that they will and then all of a sudden here we are you know approaching the middle middle point of the season and you're like well why weren't we talking about Barrington at the beginning of the year so uh, it, it seems to be their blueprint it seems to suit them well um, but yeah you're I think you're ultimately I think you're right they're definitely a team that we have to keep an eye on in regards to who might be involved in that game in Champaign. Barrington, uh, did they have a win over Stevenson already? No, they have not played Stevenson. Okay, couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, so but you look at Barrington, just off the top of my head for teams in 8A, Lincoln Way East, Homewood Flossmore, Bolingbrook, Oswego, all undefeated. Then you go and you look at teams like Hinsdale Central, Glenbard West, Loyola just lost to a really good Mount Carmel team. I, you know, we talk about this every year, Joe. Um, 8A is really deep and it's shaping up that way again. It sure is, yeah. I mean, that's... You, you you never know what to expect, and there's always in 8A you always see. It seems like you always see a team that has three losses that winds up in the semifinals or in the championship game. Well, you got Edwardsville last Edwardsville year. Edwardsville last year, and, and here they are. They were they're one and two. They've lost to two really good teams uh, now. East St. Louis this past week. So it's, you're looking at the same thing. You're gonna someone's gonna have like a three loss Edwardsville team in the first no, round, like Huntley no, did last you. year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what are you doing with 8A right now? Like, where does everything stand? Well, it's kind of one of those situations when you look at, at what they are, uh, you know, the class in general, what it is, is, I mean, last year we had this happen, two years ago we had this happen, but I think it might even more, be more extreme this year where you're going to look at the middle of that field on playoff night and you're going to see a lot of teams in that like 12 to 19 seed range that you're going to be like, man, I, I can't believe that team is seeded 14th or 16th. It's just there's so much depth in the class that, like, I, I 
I know you don't want to be an 18 or a 20 seed entering the 8A playoffs, but I think once you get in with the depth of that field, you have to feel like you have just as good a shot as anybody despite that high seed number. It's, it's that deep. There's that many talented teams. And I feel like I can make a case for a team that maybe I might have, if I ranked everybody one to whatever it is, 70, 75 teams in the class, I feel like I can make a case for teams that I might rank 20th to 25th that they are, they could, I can make a case they could be seventh or eighth. I mean, just dependent on the day and, and where they're at at that time. That's how deep the class could potentially be. Heading down to Class 6A, Joe, number one Prairie Ridge in the AP poll, number one. Lost to Huntley last week in a good game. Number two Phillips is now one and two. Right before we got in here to record this, the AP rankings came out. Kerry Grove is the new number one. Do you think the Trojans are worthy of the number one spot? Yeah, I do. I mean, you look at a couple of the teams right behind him. Richards uh, has outscored its opponents 73-7 to and had a couple nice wins over Lincoln Way Central and St. Rita. Willowbrook beat beat Hinsdale Central. That's a that's a real nice win. Um, but yeah, I do think that the Trojans now they'll really get tested this week. They they had a tough game in Week One against a one and two Crystal Lake South team that I still think is a, a legitimate playoff has legitimate playoff chances in a tough conference. But South's good, and uh, so I I don't hold that against Kerry that that was just a, a one touchdown win against a, a one and two team. Um, they've had blowout wins the last two weeks. We'll really see, you know, what Kerry's made of. I'm expecting. I'm excited that I get to cover that game because that, that's going to be a really fun game. I think Kerry Grove at Huntley on Friday night. Seuss, I have no idea how you voted uh, in six A this week. I don't want to know yet because I want you to play devil's advocate with Richards. Boy, I did. I voted Richards one. Um, I, I still. I like what that team's about, and I think right now what it comes down to for me right now is I'm looking at what Richards has done against the opponents that they've played so far, and I'm really liking that defensive unit. It's convinced me that that, I thought that might be the weak length of this team, and it's actually turned out to be the strength. So uh, I just really like what the team's about. It's such a close margin in my mind. So. I mean, I, I, if I could vote one and one A, I would. I can't, so this is the way that I have it. I figured you went Richards at number one, and I actually did myself. Um, so I, after those two teams, I think it gets a little more interesting. You have uh, DeKalb is there. Who am I forgetting? Willowbrook is there, both at 3-0. and But then you have Prairie Ridge and Phillips, even though at one and two, they're still in the conversation. Where do you go with those teams in what order? You know, I, I kind of have it somewhat similar to that. I have DeKalb a little bit lower. I have them below that group. They've proven me wrong before, but I'm still going to make them uh, show me a few more times here before before I move them up into that top grouping. Um, it's, a, it's, it's definitely kind of a cluster in the middle. I think you're right there. Uh, I haven't bailed out on Phillips. I mean, I, I strongly believe that... Uh, pretty much anyone else that's in that mid-range conversation if they played pickerington ohio and they played simeon they'd have a one and two record right now too maybe an zero and three record because phillips one win is against a pretty good uh, team from missouri chaminade so that's kind of what i'm looking at at phillips i refuse to move them down too far uh and in, in, in a way penalize them for challenging themselves against some really good teams how good is uh, one of the teams that you cover, Steve, Providence, coming in this week at 7 in 6A? I mean, they're an interesting team. Um, I think 
we're going to find out a lot more about them over the next couple of weeks because their schedule to this point has not been all that strong, which is perfectly acceptable for Providence because they're going to get theirs in the Chicago Catholic League blue. They're going to get plenty of challenges down the line. But their non-conference schedule wasn't that strong in, in wins over Lockport and Morgan Park. Uh, they beat St. Lawrence last week. I saw that game. Uh, they have a, a, a nice a nice tandem of running backs uh, and a pretty good offensive line, but I'm interested to see when the level of competition steps up, can Providence make that step with them? Because uh, they're still kind of a little bit of a mystery to me in, in regards to whether or not they're really a legitimate threat to make a run at this thing. You know, going down to 5A, it's a class that we always hate to talk about. In the last couple of years, um, you know, Phillips has been been at the top of that class but now they're up in 6a and i'm actually a little intrigued by what's going on there not really because uh i think the talent is significantly better this year it's just because without phillips there i feel like it becomes even more wide open um washington's number one dunlap number two who was in the state title game last year and then montini is rebounding obviously uh this season up to number three off to a three and oh start seuss where are you at with your 5a rankings well, right now I, I'm I've got that a little bit different. I, I'm I'm still going Washington number one, even though I'm not a hundred percent convinced with them. I've got Montini number two. That could go anywhere over the next couple of weeks because Montini, for all intents and purposes, this week was the first week that they played even an average opponent. Their first two weeks were against really lower tier public league schools. But you can't blame one. And once again, you really can't blame Montini for doing that either, because they got moved up from the white to the Catholic League blue this year. So every conference game they play down the line, technically, in in a lot of people's minds, Montini enters as an underdog. They play four conference games, so if you think about it, they they don't have a lot of leverage here because some of those crossover games can be tricky too. So uh, Montini is still a little bit of a wild card, but I think they are probably. The class of 5A in my mind right now, but the scary thing about that is one hiccup and the class of 5A might not make the playoffs. I mean, that's how that's how tenuous their schedule is the rest of the way. Wow. Uh, so Marion Central fell out of the top 10, just shy of the top 10 this week after a loss to Nather, which I think is the best team in the state. Um, you know, I look at it. I'm not. It's hard for me to penalize the Hurricanes for losing to Nazareth. I, I see Antioch at number seven, a team that Marion Central steamrolled in the playoffs last year. Seuss, were you surprised to see them fall out? Not really. I mean, I think some people, especially early in the year, are, are looking for an opportunity to maybe pump up those teams that don't have a loss yet. And then when you take a loss by a wide margin, sometimes that hurts you quite a bit, even if it shouldn't, and I don't think it should here. I'm still voting for Woodstock Marion in the top 10. It would it would take quite a bit for for me to be convinced that they don't belong there. But I kind of go off the beaten path here. I think I've got I think I've got four teams on my 5A ballot that when I looked at the top 10 are not in the actual top 10. So I don't look really that hard at at uh, you know maybe a, a narrow loss to a good team or even a wide loss to a really good team. I, I just kind of consider who I think the top 10 teams are and understand that you know sometimes you're going to play a 7 or an 8A team and, and you're going to lose to them and it's not going to look all that pretty but 
if the other five A teams that currently are ranked did the same thing, I don't like their odds any better. So <laughs> I just kind of try to look at merit of the actual team itself and try not to get caught up too much in the win loss records. I'm intrigued. Who are those other five A teams? Um, I'm trying to. One of them is Joliet Catholic. I can tell you that. Um, and one of them is Woodstock Marion, like I just mentioned. Um, I'm not sure the other ones. I'd have to look it at the list to be Sycamore. Sycamore is one of them. You got to hit on another one. So yeah, those are those are the. T- I mean, I the bottom of my ballot looks different than the actual poll itself. All right, and then I think the, the other two teams out there that got votes that you hadn't mentioned are Caneland and Carbondale. Caneland, you know, Caneland's yep. the other one. There yeah, it is. Uh, yep. a, a team that has a pretty good tradition. Yeah, and, and I mean, you just kind of look at what they're doing year in year out um it's a team that i always consider for my ballot and they're off to a nice three and zero start as well over some pretty decent opponents so uh you got to give them a little bit of credit moving forward too i think let's dive down to the lower classes we don't go down there too much but uh seuss i noticed bishop mcnamara absolutely steamrolling a team last week they're now three and oh it's been a couple down years for for them are they back i think they are and it, it's going to be really really interesting in my mind to see how they handle their matchup this week with IC Catholic. Um, I don't expect the Fighting Irish to win, but if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, uh, tell me how you think that game's going to be, and I would have told you that I thought it was going to be a complete blowout. I am not sure that that's going to be the case. I, I, I see it's still a heavy favorite in my mind, but I don't think they're just going to cakewalk right past the Fighting Irish, as I may have believed a couple of weeks ago. Okay, guys, let's get to our games to watch. In week four, I'll start us off. I'm going to take Cary Grove at Huntley, stick around the McHenry County area. But uh, I think this is a really interesting game. I, if, if Huntley wins this game, I think they're going to win the FVC after going through Jacobs, Prairie Ridge, and Cary Grove uh, here through the first four weeks of the season. Um, and, and if Huntley wins, I'm really going to have to start trying to find a way to get them into the top ten of Class 8A because that's an impressive streak to go through those teams. Joe, what are you looking at? I'm going to go down south to one of our favorite small conferences, the Sangamo, and where we'll have uh, two 3-0 teams, Williamsville, number two in 3A, against Moreau Forsyth, number one in 2A, uh, Williamsville's outscored its opponents 122 to 33. Memorial Forsyth, similar 146 to 13. And um, Williamsville beat the heck out of them last year. It was 47 to 6. But uh, I love that conference. It's a, a really good, you know, you got um, Athens, which Kyle says is mispronounced. Yeah, they're just mispronouncing but, uh, it on Athens purpose. Athens and Pleasant Plains. And, uh, you know, Pleasant Plains and, and Memorial Forsyth played in state championship games last year. And Great conference, and Williamsville won it last year, so I'm, I'm interested in that one. Seuss, how about you? Well, before I get into the, my game, I just want to drop one piece of information here to just kind of give a context of how good Week 4 games are this week. There are 122 teams left in the state that are undefeated right now at 3-0. and 46 of those teams are playing one another this week. Ooh. So that's that gives you a context of, of how big this week is in terms of games all over the state. There are a ton of 3-0s and against 3-0s and this week. I'm not sure I've seen anything like that uh, this early in the season where there's so many. Um, and, and in picking a game, I'm going to go to Brother Rice and Loyola. Um, it's, it's, very, it's a very rare situation where you see Loyola coming off a regular season loss. And while I've been high on Brother Rice all year long, I'm still not sure how good they are. So I think this is an excellent measuring stick for them at this point. 
Brother Rice has got wins over Marist and Crete Moni at this point. Crete Moni hasn't won a game yet. I think they'll turn it around and they'll probably end up as a six and three team. And Marist is is a team that I think, uh, you know, has a has still has a lot of questions about it as well. So Brother Rice is very very interesting to me heading into this game, and I'm interested to see how Loyola responds to a very rare loss um, in in regular season play. So many great games, Steve. We thought you were going to take the the Brook and Homewood Flossmore. Well, I'm going another, to that game. That's so, another great one. Looks like yeah. another really good so one. So that's that should be fun too. But uh, but there's just so many. I mean, I I could have I could have probably picked ten if you would have allowed me the pleasure. Yeah, Joe. I had the exact same reaction. I was like, wow, we did pick three games to watch this week, and we didn't and even get to Homewood. Two, <laughs> two versus six in eight A. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's going to be a fun week. So we look forward to recapping it with you. We thank you for joining us this week, and we'll be back with you next week to talk about week four and preview week five. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.